TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Liz. Look at this. Go on, same. Most people do. on the outside hey what's up and welcome back to smaller on the outside or as i would like to call it sotocast the first the best and the only doctor who podcast that you just can't miss my name is dave and i'll be the time lord for you this evening and with me as always is andy who is the companion how's it going andy i am good okay so, in case you were wondering, it's the uh, today was the finale of uh, Doctor Who series nine, uh, and in the I final finale, a, yeah, the final finale, the last one ever. No, no, it's not. Anyway, <laughs> well, the final finale of this season, uh, the third part of the third part. <laughs> how about that? Yeah, I do have a little bit of a speech impediment because I have a sore in my tongue. Fantastic. So, if you're wondering why I sound like a, a little, uh, like, who's that wrestler guy? Um, <laughs> oh, by, by the way, speaking of fantastic, which I just said, um, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but I think a couple different times throughout this episode, I thought I heard uh, Christopher Eccleston's Doctor theme, like the actual, do-do-do-do-do-do, you know that one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that. As a while I th- I ago, I think it was. I think it was Eccleston. It might have been Tenants, but I think it was. I think it was Eccleston's, and I heard it a couple different times when he was on Gallifrey. Yeah. Well, I th- I'm I not that was entirely sure. Yeah. So, anyways, like we said, it was the finale of the night series, which is the twelfth episode. And without further ado, let's get started. So this episode starts off on Nevada, the Nevada desert. Now you so said I guess something... this this explains what I was talking about before, where I thought where I thought they were filming in America when they were doing the interview, and they might yes. have been maybe it was episode twelve, then not eleven, that they were doing that interview on. Right. Um, basically speaking, this is clearly not America. It's it's Nevada, but it's like fake Nevada. It's like backdrops and blue screen Nevada. I don't think so. I think so. There's no point in going to a different country to record what they recorded in this episode. They didn't need to. I think they may have actually used uh, the desert for Gallifrey as well, not only just for Nevada. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of Anyways. people go to America's deserts for, for cool backdrops for that. So, I don't know. I think they might have done that. Well, anyways, uh, the doctor's uh, driving in a truck. Actually, he's being driven in a truck. You see, he c- gets out the wrong side of the truck. I know he's British and everything, but he's in America, so he gets on the wrong side of the truck. And uh, he's got his guitar on him because why not? And his... Uh, <laughs> Sonic Shades, because why not? And he heads towards a uh, like a gas station in the middle of nowhere. It's like a gas station slash diner. 
And when he walks did, did in... Did this not look familiar to you? Was it supposed to? Uh, to me it did. It looked just... Well, and it was confirmed later on that the, that was the same diner that... Um, well, it was supposed to look like anyway. The same diner that, that uh, the Doctor and Amy and Rory went to and uh, and River in uh, the beginning of Season 6. Oh. Yeah, I don't really remember that too much. Because yeah, he does say... In, uh, that was Amy in Nevada later, as well. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. He steps into this diner, and lo and behold, the waitress inside is actually Clara. Um, like I said before, she was signed on for, you know, the season, so all episodes. Yeah, true. So I'm not entirely surprised to see her, but I'm not entirely sure at this point what the capacity is in which she exists. Yeah, it's really confusing. The way it starts off, she doesn't seem to know the Doctor. Yeah, and I want to say it's it's maybe it's just the past completely before they ever met. Period. Right, either um, that or or I was thinking maybe it was one of those other random versions of Clara that that you know she, went through, yep, through the Doctor's time stream. You know, she's all over the place, and then wasn't some of them her name wasn't Clara anyway? So like, she yeah, could be I think anybody. So. Yeah, her name was different in some of them. Especially because he sits down and he starts playing a song on his guitar, and she asks, "What's that?" He says, "I think it's called Clara," which it's Clara's theme if you've heard that several times throughout the series. Oh, really? And then yeah. she says, uh, "Tell me about her," which signifies that she doesn't recognize the name Clara, right? But we do know that she's British, so mm-hmm. that could also mean anything too. So. At this point, we're not really sure. I mean, it's written by Stephen Moffat, so what can you say about that? <laughs> well, Stephen, Stephen Moffat, Moffat doesn't yeah. like to leave people dead, that's for sure. Well, <laughs> I don't think we've seen if Amy you think, or Rory If you think about back. it. Well, they're not actually dead, though. They just, I mean, they, you know, they grew old and, and died of old age, but they didn't, like, get killed off exactly, either. Eh. They still got to live their lives. They were imprisoned, like, forever or whatever. Well, sort of, but not really. They basically died. And even then, even then, Karen Gillan still showed up again. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, we go back. So the doctor starts telling her the story of Clara, but more along the lines of the story of what happened after he ended up at Gallifrey. So what does he do when he gets to Gallifrey? He goes to that barn that we've seen before. Yeah, the same barn we saw it in uh, the Day of the Doctor, and we also saw it in, um, I believe it was called uh, Listen, right? Yeah. Did we see it again, or was it just that? I think that might have been it. Okay. Um, but the reason he's going there is because it's a waiting game. He knows that... The Gallifreyans know about him because, obviously, he told that kid to go tell them he's back, right? Right. Um, So he knows they're going to be after him. So he just goes to the barn to wait. A few people, a few bystanders come by and notice that he's there. But to him, he's like a war hero. He's, uh, he won the time war. He's, like, the greatest thing that ever existed. Um... Love him or hate him, you know, he's a, uh, he's kind of like a relic. You can't, you can't say too many bad things about him, you know? It's like, uh, respect your seniors or something like that. Right, and, um, when he goes in the barn, 
that lady that comes up to him, did you think that possibly it could have been his mother? That's what I was thinking. I don't know. I was thinking it could have been his mother or some family member. Um, because that's like his house or yeah, like I was thinking that that was like his house or at least a place that he liked to stay that his family owned or something. Right. So I was thinking that was his mother, but I don't know. She recognized him. Yeah. A mother can always recognize her child, or is it just that a time lord can always recognize a time lord? Right, that's true too, so who knows? Other than when the doctor met Missy, he didn't recognize it as the master. Not right away, no. It took him a while. But she looked at him, he's like, ah, But maybe that's he the did and he was in denial. <laughs> um, okay, so he goes out there outside the barn and there's a bunch of, I guess, followers that end up watching him eat soup. Um, <laughs> I, it, it just seemed like like maybe that was just the town that he was at or something. He's in the in the village. Yeah. Um, and he's just sitting there eating his soup, kind of looks like tomato soup, and he's waiting for the Gallifreyans to come and shoot him or whatever. Um, they all show up, the Gallifreyans do, but the doctor's got his own kind of plan on how to deal with them, which is basically just ignore them. <laughs> um, like, who does he think he is? <laughs> yeah, each time that somebody comes up to him to either surrender or to do whatever, he just stands up and he goes back into the barn to ignore them. Because apparently nobody can go into the barn. Because he he made a line in the sand that basically says, Don't cross me, I'm thinking. So the line in the sand is symbolic. He's wait, He's still waiting for somebody to show up. And that somebody is actually just the president of Gallifrey. And when I saw the president, I immediately wondered if this is just like Timothy Dalton all grown up real old. And it turns out it was. We learned that later on, because Timothy, it? yeah, because Timothy Dalton's uh, character's name is Rassilon. He's one of the oldest uh, time lords and one of the creators of their society and stuff like that. And uh, he did mention that he was Rassilon. He also had the the metal glove on as well. Yeah, just like Timothy Dalton did. Interesting. So that that was him. I don't know if it was just that he got old or if he regenerated again. Well, it's been like five billion years, right? Right, he might have regenerated it again. Because you're uh, yeah, you're in Gallifrey. And during this time they had those uh people from Scarn or whatever, the uh Karn, right? Karn Karn. The uh let's people see. in the first it was... episode. It, no, they were in the uh, were prequel. In the prequel yeah. uh, were they in the first episode too? I think they might have been in the prequel and the first episode. <sighs> She's from oh. the Sisterhood of Karn, yeah. So anyways, he waits until the president actually makes it out there until uh, the president comes and he wants to shake the doctor's hand or whatever, come to come some kind of uh, agreement, and the doctor drops the, uh, the confession dial at his feet and said, get off my planet. Get off my planet. There have been Harrison Ford saying that at that point. <laughs> uh, but... You know, obviously the president's not too fond about this uh, doctor making demands and everything, so he kind of orders his people to uh, shoot the doctor. 
Well, they shoot in his general direction and miss because they don't want to hit him. He's a, you know, a soldier of war. He's a he's a veteran. He used to be the president. He used to be the president. Yes, and, in the classic uh, series. And pretty much everybody is still, you know, dedicated to him, even though it's been like five billion years. They they all uh, well, some of them him. fought with him. They said now. It has been five billion years since Clara died, but does that necessarily mean it's been five billion years since the Time War, too? I don't think that's necessarily true. It's been four and a half billion years since Clara died. That's why I just rounded it up to five since the... Well, no, I don't think that that's what's true, though. I think when the Doctor doctor sent Gallifrey away to the Pocket Universe and and he said they found a way out, I think what they did is they, they... it seems to imply that they moved uh, Gallifrey to the end of the universe. They didn't actually travel that whole time, that whole length of time. They just, you know, teleported to the end of time, basically. So I don't think I don't think that much time has actually passed on Gallifrey. Um. So these people are respecting uh, the Doctor, and they are backing him, uh, and he pretty much owns the town right from the get-go and he orders uh what's his face off the planet and he actually leaves the planet mm-hmm. but Rassilon. Rassilon. but he's not done he is far from finished he says um on on the actual planet of gallifrey he basically has this plan they want to know they want to know who the uh hybrid is because he confessed he knew who the hybrid was in the confession dial. Now they want to know. And he's like, well, the thing is, uh, you know, all these different things say what the hybrid is, but none of them say specifics. So, you know, how am I supposed to help you in that? And, you know, here's what I think. I think you need to help me. I need the, uh, not the, the ex- Something or other. The what? The the machine that stops time to get Oh, extraction? Clara. The extractor or something like that? The extractor or something like that. And he uses it to pause time like in clock stoppers. <laughs> right? Right between the last heartbeat or, or the one before Claire's last heartbeat. Um, stops time right then extracts her under the pretense that she knows something about the hybrid. But in actuality, he just uses it to save her life, and then he and then he goes off on uh, as a fugitive with her. Because all he wants to do is keep her alive, and I mean, she's this learning is, this all is sort kinds of, like, of things. This is sort of like um, towards the end of David Tennant's run where he starts started to feel like I don't care about the rules of time sort of thing. Yeah. It's sort of what it felt like to me. And now she's learning all sorts of things at this point as she's running around. She's learning that she's pretty much just dead and has been for several billion years. She learns that she has zero pulse because it's still, for her, she's in the middle of stop time while the time's running for everybody else. 
she's learning that the doctor knows about this thing called the hybrid, and she learned that he she, he was stuck inside that confession dial for like four and a half billion years for her. She's learning all kinds of things, and she does. Now here's the thing. Now this is what we were we were talking about this last one. How old is the doctor, right? Yeah. And this episode seems to imply that they're counting that time as part yeah, of his age. It seems that way because she asks him how long he was searching uh for her or whatever and the answer is technically four and a half billion years. He doesn't say that he only remembers like a few of the few days or weeks or whatever it was in each of those time loops, but Yeah. It seems to imply and it seems to be agreed with all around the table that he was gone for four and a half billion years, so like he's. Like Which, by the way, we thought it was old. two. We thought it was like two or two and a half billion years, and it was like quite Apparently a bit more. Four and a half, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I. Be, I guess that means he's five billion years old. Not no no he's four and a half billion years. Old. <laughs> he well, he, I, wasn't, I added... he wasn't he wasn't. <laughs> He wasn't 500 million years old before that. <laughs> I guess. Whatever. I just round up. It's easier for me to round up. Um, anyways, he, uh, he extracts her and tells her I'm sure this will be a things. discussion topic between Whovians for sure to the Doctor's age. I mean, it always has been, but now it's going to be even more complicated. <laughs> it's probably going to be argued since... What was it? The Doctor's on his technically whatever regeneration, but he's technically the twelfth Doctor. It's stupid things right. like that. Yeah, so I think that's what's gonna. I think it's gonna probably be something like that. He'll still count it as like he's twenty two hundred years old or something. But he's twenty two years old. Twenty two hundred. <laughs> All right. Um, something. I think it's somewhere around there. Anyways, this whole entire thing is taking place in what's called the Matrix. Which yes, is pretty much uh, the, Matrix, the Matrix. The Matrix existed before the Matrix movie, like decades beforehand. There was an episode where they went into the Matrix, and it was it was a digital world. It kind of seemed a little bit like the Hunger Games, <laughs> the way the way the world was set up. And Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, he's talking about your consciousness being uploaded into the Matrix, and I thought that's uh, also very familiar, huh? That sounds pretty familiar. Yeah. Inside the Matrix, it's kind of like a prison, if you will. A prison, or he called it hell, and the episode is called, you know, Hellbent. So, what what do you know? Inside, there's a bunch of, like, enemies of Doctor Who past. We got Cybermen, we got Daleks, and we got Angels. So that was interesting to see. But also, uh, Clara distracts the Gallifreyans while the Doctor gets into a brand new... TARDIS. I recognize the TARDIS. <laughs> uh, it's from the classic series, right? It's like from the first episode ever. No, it's uh, it looks the same as the one that you saw in the name of the Doctor when it showed the flashback to when the Doctor was stealing the TARDIS, only that yeah. doesn't actually happen in the classic series. You don't actually see that. <laughs> they you used don't? old footage and made it look like it happened. Well, in the old series, actually... you never saw the uh, classic TARDIS? You would um no the doctor's TARDIS was always a police box. 
you did see like um, the Masters TARDIS or or other other Time Lords TARDIS, and it looks similar to that, but it wasn't exactly the same. It was more square, I think. Well, that's a bummer because I thought it was really shouting out to the classic series at this point. The inside looked the same. Yeah, the inside <laughs> it looked all, it was also uh, familiar. Not that I saw the classic series, but I've seen enough images, clips, and things like that to where yeah. it obviously looks classic. And not only that, but just the look and the feel of the thing uh, did not look modern. Um, right. Obviously, it was remade for the episode, right? But Well, they cool. might have still had the set from the day of the Doctor because they did it on there, too. You know what should have happened? They should have walked in and everything should have turned black and white. <laughs> I think that would have been awesome, but it did not happen. Um, but his entire plan is they walk in this thing, and he's going to escape from Gallifrey with Clara to wherever. His main plan is to get her heart started again and to fool space-time or whatever. Yeah, basically he he thinks if he goes to the end of the universe, then... You know, it's the end of the universe. What what does the universe care if she's, you know, if if the rules are being followed? Because it's, it's there's nothing left for it to care about, basically. Right. Right. But that's not exactly what happens here, <laughs> um, because the problem is, well, we're gonna run into probably some. Uh, yeah. Um, paradox. Well, this would be a major paradox. Um, <laughs> If this actually occurs, be- because we we ran into a tiny little paradox in like the first season, Father's Day. Right. The paradox monsters or whatever. Right. If this were to occur and she was to live, I would think that we can expect at least to see a lot more paradoxes in the future. Or they could just ignore it. <laughs> or perhaps... Um, this, this event is what caused the tears in the, in the universe from season five. (laughs) Sure. Amy had (laughs) nothing to do with it. Well, uh, Amy didn't cause the tears, did she? I don't remember. Yeah, it was confusing. (laughs) But, I mean, the, the blowing, the, the TARDIS blowing up is what, what caused it, right? But what caused the TARDIS to blow up? Maybe it was this. (laughs) I thought time was repeating. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. It, kind of yeah, I'd have to watch it again. I'm 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 starting to lose some of the <laughs> the story from that. It's been a while. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh. So they go off in the TARDIS and they go to the ends of the universe. And at the ends of the universe, her pulse still isn't working. There are still numbers on the back of her neck signifying that she's about to die still. And the doctor doesn't know exactly what to do. That's when the door to the TARDIS is knocked on four times each. Yep. And she asks, <laughs> who could possibly... Did you think... I, I, had, I was like, it has to be Missy, right? <laughs> right. Now, I kept thinking... She said, who could possibly be at the end of the universe? Who could it be? And then he says, it's me. <laughs> uh, I thought I he was talking about himself. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, I, I see. I, I'm waiting for him to step outside and I'd be like, who's it going to be? Because 
if it is the doctor, it'd be like his last regeneration face. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking it was gonna be like the Valleyard or something when he said that. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was waiting to see a new face of the doctor or something. Maybe yeah. Nope. It literally is me, otherwise known as a shielder. A shielder. The person who never dies. She's Which, just okay, out. remember the last episode? At the end of the episode, didn't he say something like the the hybrid is me? He did say that. Did he physically say the word me? I don't remember if he said me or if he said I am or... Yeah, because maybe he was, because it seems like he thought she was the hybrid at first. That's when I start thinking that in the episode, The Girl Who Died, the Stephen Moffat had a little bit of input in. Yeah. I feel like he put a little input into the idea of her calling herself me for the rest of the series, just so they can throw these little two parts in uh, the last two episodes. <laughs> I feel like that's why he made it, her call herself me. Yeah. But then again, I don't know if he was saying me at the last episode or because it really seemed like in this episode that he was the hybrid. Yeah, at the end that's that's I think that's what they agreed upon. Or it was it was a combination of him and Clara some that 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 was the hybrid. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. It was really weird. But anyways, he gets in there at the TARDIS there. Uh, he gets out of the TARDIS and talks to a shielder. And they have a discussion on the hybrid. And it doesn't seem like anybody really knows who the hybrid is because they keep fighting back and forth where the hybrid's the doctor. Or the hybrid is half human, half doctor, otherwise known now, as the they, doctor. Now, they definitely threw that in there, the half-human, half-doctor idea because of the 1996 movie. Yeah. They, and they, they said easily maybe, did that, for sure. Maybe it's half you, half me. Maybe it's two people. Maybe I'm the other half of the hybrid. Blah, blah, blah. This entire conversation is confusing. Yeah. Because in the end, I really don't think anybody knows who the hybrid is anymore. I think, I, yeah, I don't think they wanted to s- explain that completely. Because I, I don't think they'll ever go back to the hybrid. I think I feel <laughs> a little let down. I, well, I, like I mean, the, I, <laughs> now, that you, now that I think about it, um, when a shielder first became immortal, at the end of that episode, the doctor mentions that she's, she's no longer just human. She's something a little different. She's a hybrid. He actually says that there. Really? Remember that? Hmm. So, I didn't even remember that last last episode, but now that a shielder came back, I that that popped back in my mind that he did say that because she has a little bit of the blood of that uh, that alien race that, that right. She brought has her a little back, bit of a hybrid. Basically. So pretty so much that's... at this point, everybody's a little bit of a hybrid. <laughs> Even Clara, yeah. who's half hybrid of Clara, half hybrid of dead Clara. Because <laughs> why not? Everybody else is. Now, during this entire conversation, Claire is watching it on the TV of the TARDIS. So she understands kind of what the hybrid is. Just a little bit. Um, but she also knows that the Doctor's planning to wipe her memory. 
because right. if he wipes her memory, then her memories of the doctor in general will be gone, so nobody would actually try to find her because she's basically a nobody. Although, based on what happens at the end of the episode, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Right, I don't think it's true either. It's very interesting what happens at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, but that's his whole idea, and she sees it. So what she does is she claims to the doctor when he comes back that she reversed the polarity, right? <laughs> she reversed the polarity <laughs> on the little mind wiper uh, thingamajig. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think you can do that. Uh, <laughs> but she's pretty good with those sonic shades. Yeah. Those sonic shades were probably a bad idea because Claire's pretty good at it. Yeah, she is. But um, then again, didn't they say um, the hybrid could be the fact that they're, they're that the Doctor and Claire are very similar to each other now? Right, at this there's point? Only two, there's, only one room, there's only room for one Doctor or yeah. whatever Time Lord in the... yeah. Once again, Claire is kind of a hybrid, so what can you say? But, so, they kind of argue with each other. Should you press the button and wipe the memory, or should you not? What's the best course of action at here? And then they're all like, ah, doctor's, heck. No, the doctor's like, uh, that he knows he messed up, and, and so, basically, one of them has to to pay for it, <laughs> I guess. is, is Yeah, he's going to say, you know what? I'm going to press this button anyways. It's either going to occur to you or it's going to occur to me. Personally, I don't think you can reverse it, so I'm going to take a risk here and press it anyways, right? I don't think that's true. I think he didn't know for sure. I think he wasn't sure for what, what would happen. But, they, so they decided to press it together because, you know... They're a team all the way up to the end, right? And while mm-hmm. I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't remember seeing her reversing anything. And I'm with the doctor. I don't really know if she we can do that. We didn't see every second of her inside the TARDIS. Right. Okay. And I wasn't sure if she could do it either, and I thought she was bluffing. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the point. They tried to make you think that. So they press the button. And what happens? It affects the doctor, the doctor loses his memory. And I'm watching, I'm like, holy crap. This See, is now, like okay, when, like when this dying, starts but... to ha- when this is starting to happen, I have a couple thoughts running through my mind. I thought reversing the, I thought, because the, the, the point of that device was to re- erase the memory of the doctor, right? Right. So when this starts happening to the doctor, I'm like, oh crap, is he going to forget who he is? And then he'll be like the human in that one episode? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't know what was going to happen there. And then secondly, I thought, okay, maybe this is just going to like kill him, and he's going to have to regenerate or something. I was thinking he might regenerate too. Yeah. Um, but then I thought he's not dying; <laughs> he's just losing his memory. Well, if he, yeah, he well, losing your memory him. could be sort of similar for maybe for the doctor. Uh, I don't know because he's. The whole point was not to kill Claire to save her, so he wouldn't he wouldn't die because she wouldn't have died. So when you look at it that way. So he forgets his memory and winds up in Nevada. And then he goes to the diner. 
And what he's basically saying is, I know her name was Clara because this guy told me Clara left me here, and it sounds about right. I know he has memories. He has memories of her. He just doesn't know. He can't. He can't picture her face, and he can't. He doesn't know like all the things about her personality and stuff. He doesn't remember. Yeah, he he has like historical memories. Yeah, he doesn't remember. Like you read it in a textbook. Yeah, he doesn't remember her. He remembers the adventures more like. Yeah. So he remembers, you know, he knows that her name is Clara, that they've had all these adventures. Just, he just can't really remember her. He has no idea that he's talking to her at the actual diner. Although he um, says, he says, I know that if I ever saw her again, I'd know it right away. And then she kind of teared up a little bit because he didn't recognize her. Which I think that maybe answers your question about the, uh, the uh, Time Lord thing. The Doctor once said that he'd always know if there was another Time Lord, right? And then yeah. he didn't with Missy. So maybe he was bluffing on that too, or or maybe he was overconfident in his abilities. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of points out that he doesn't know where his TARDIS is. And that's when I'm like, wait. <laughs> when I pretty much guessed the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So... When he's off playing his music, uh, Clara runs away. And apparently the diner slash gas station slash whatever is a TARDIS. Um, it's that new TARDIS. So yeah, she's it's, flying it's the one away. They, it's the one they stole, right? Yeah, she's flying away in space and time in a freaking gas station TARDIS with a shielder. Well, not gas station in a, 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 a cafe. It's it's like a... The outside of it looks like a gas station, and the inside of Maybe it looks like both. a diner. Diner, that's yeah. Why I, that's why I thought it was like uh, half and half, like it was a gas station slash diner. Maybe. Um, but that you're flying away in space and time in this diner thing. And a shielder's in there. And she says that, that it might be stuck that way, just like the doctors got stuck as a police box. Yeah, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, what was interesting about this, a shielder turned out to be a companion. Just Sort of, yeah. Just Clara's. Yeah, Clara's companion. Clara's kind of a time lord, because she doesn't die either. She and a shielder yeah, both she can't don't die. die. Well, they she can both... die, but only if she goes back to where she's supposed to go, right. and which basically she says that if she goes to Gallifrey, they'll send her back. And she's she pledges that she's going to do it. She's going to go back and to her death, but she's going to take the long way around. Which could be, like, forever. It could be billions of years. Um, so we don't know what she's up to, but she and Ashield are both immortal people. Basically, what I think that, yeah, what I think the point of that was is... If they want to bring Clara back for whatever reason, they have a way to do it. Just like they do with Captain Jack. Yeah. But obviously he hasn't showed he hasn't showed Doesn't up. doesn't mean they will use it. Same thing with Jenny. Doesn't mean they'll use it, but they have that there if they want to use it. Yeah. Um at the end of the day, um does the doctor have his sunglasses anymore? Um, I think he left it I'm on guess, the counter. I'm guessing Clara took him. 
because I think yeah that would be her Sonic Shades. Yeah. Anyways, he he's left with his old TARDIS, and it's all it's got a bunch of artsy fartsy stuff on it, like a picture. Well, of Well, that's that's. I'm reading on the TARDIS wikia that that's actually um, Riggsy's. Um, uh, he he made that art on the TARDIS to remember Clara. Really? Yeah, that was done by him. Uh, it says Riggsy's Clara Memorial Graffiti on it from Face the Raven. So I don't know if he if they're just saying that. I don't remember if he he did that specifically in the episode Face the Raven. Or if they're saying that after she died that he went back and, you know, decorated oh, the think, TARDIS. I think he just went and did it. Um, but when he went into the TARDIS, it kind of, all the art went away. Sort um, of like, uh, just like in the episode where they went to uh, Van Gogh, you know? Yeah. And they flew away from there, all the artwork disappeared off of it there, too. Interesting. I wonder why. Well, it's probably the... This, the time vortex, something, something about that. Okay. Well, he gets into the TARDIS and he flies away, but before he does, he does a little R2-D2 trick in, uh, he gets Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Where the TARDIS opens up and shoots out a new sonic screwdriver. Yay! A funky looking one too. Yeah, it's different. It's a lot different from all the other ones. It looked like it had like a big old crystal at the end. It had something. Yeah, it's different. It's it was like glowing blue and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It flashes or no? It, yeah, it flashes blue on all things, and I guess the crystal would make sense, but I don't know. And then he snapped. To close the door, of course. We of haven't course. seen him do that in a little while. For a, lo- for a while, that's all he was ever doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Just snapping, snapping, snapping. And then off he goes, and that was the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was... That probably has to be one of my favorite episodes of Doctor Who. Um, period. That was really good. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I was actually surprised because there was that one where he had uh, he had that speech at the end, which was really good. They then they pulled off some really good. Uh, I would say this that season. speech was probably the best moment of the season, maybe. But this episode was one of the best because it was just really good. I'd have to at least say that this was my uh, favorite episode, probably by Peter Capaldi. Um, yeah. But I, I'm not sure about the rest of the series because it's gone nine seasons now, you know. No, I, I've got to – I think Matt Smith and David Tennant just have too many, like, perfect episodes that it would be – It's it's a it, – there isn't anything that – Super compares to that yet with Capaldi for me. Hmm. I mean, you, you gotta think about like with the um, with the whole season four finale of Doctor of Doctor Who with um, it had everybody from like uh, Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures and pretty much every other companion that the Doctor had in that big ep- epic finale. Yeah. 
And it had two David Tennant's. <laughs> and Davros, and it was just it was just nuts. And I thought that was probably one of my favorite moments of the series. Other than I, I also like the end of time. Me and David both know something about the Christmas special that we're not going to say, but based on that, that thing that we know. <laughs> I was I, I was thinking there was going to be a little bit of a tease towards the uh, end of this episode. I was surprised there wasn't. Basically, that would have made this a four-parter, not a three-parter. <laughs> the only closest thing to a tease would be the diner. Well, no, I don't. I, I mean, I, I was I was talking about something that would like lead into the more Christmas obvious, special. but no. Uh, but but I mean. Um, Anyway, so so we have the diner floating around, and we have the doctor's TARDIS floating around. And when I was watching it at first, I I, I was thinking the diner was the doctor's TARDIS, just uh, using a different uh, cloaking. But I forgot I forgot no. about the one that they stole. Yeah, and pe- no, I, I knew about the one that stole. I knew that's what it was because people would be absolutely furious if they changed the TARDIS. <laughs> that. <laughs> It is a, like, people who don't watch this show know what the TARDIS looks like. Yeah. It is a symbol. It is a character of Doctor Who. It is the one thing that has never changed. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's changed. He's always been talking about fixing the chameleon circuit, but I don't think he ever actually did. As far as I can remember, I don't think he did. He got close to it a couple times. He's like, all right. He, you know, he started working on it, but I don't think he ever actually fixed it. Or if he did, he never changed the the, the uh, actual uh, design. Anyways, uh, pretty good uh, episode, pretty good season. I've, uh, I think it's uh, Peter Pauly's best season, even though he's only had a couple. Um, oh, yeah, this season was way better than last season, I think. It was, you know... It, Last season wasn't bad, but this was a lot more focused. And a lot more, it felt a lot more like a, like a series instead of just uh, separated out stories. You know, and it, it's funny because uh, Clara, not Clara, Jenna Coleman, we, we knew from like pretty much the start she was leaving the show. And, right. uh... Okay, that's, that's what I wanted to mention. Um, now you can, you can answer yes or no to this, but don't, uh, uh, don't go any, any further details. Um, I haven't heard anybody, then again, I've been, I've been avoiding spoilers, so I could be wrong on this, but from what I've heard from other people, I don't think they've announced a new companion. No, I don't think so. Which is strange because don't they usually announce it like way in advance? Yeah. Usually now maybe maybe they'll announce it once they start filming next season. That could be what 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 that's all about. I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. Um, when they announced that Jenna Coleman was leaving the show, it was uh, announced shortly thereafter, um, or rumored rather that Peter was didn't was gonna leave, and then he was, um, and then they said he's he's staying. 
It it was like the next day or something like that. They said no. Oh, mind. Uh, I I think I know why that is, and I think I can say this. Mm. Um, during the interview with um with uh Will Wheaton after after the uh, Darkwater and Death in Heaven uh, theatrical thing. Yeah. Will Wheaton asked the doctor, "What are two things um that you that you should uh, know about?" Or what you should know about the Doctor before, or Doctor Who before watching this season, and the first thing Peter Capaldi says is brush up on your your uh, your Doctor Who history, which ended up being talking about um, Davros. I'm thinking, and the other one was, um, it, it was something like uh, reconsider how you how you think about regeneration. Right, it was something like that, sure. and what I what I think he meant by that was in the first episode, um, or the first or the second one. I don't remember what one it was where he used his uh, regeneration energy into, and he when he was plugged into the uh, Dalek thing, I think that's what he was talking about. But I'm guessing the press probably took that as a hint that he was going to regenerate or something. Okay, yeah, because I remember right after they talked about Claire, uh, they said Peter's thinking about leaving the show. Um, but it wasn't, it was, it was pretty much the next day or the next week where it was like, and he signed on for another season, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't know what to expect in this episode or even, uh, you know, the Christmas special or whatever. So, right. But they can't have like another regeneration and another Christmas special and, <laughs> It's, it's no, I think happen. I think Peter Capaldi likes the character too much. He, he's a, he's a lot like uh, David Tennant in that way, where basically David Tennant was a huge fan before he st- before he joined the show, and so was Peter Capaldi. You can go back to the '80s and find uh, like Peter Capaldi wrote into Doctor Who magazine, you know, and and ask questions <laughs> to Doctor Who magazine all the time when he was a kid. So yeah. I mean. <laughs> So uh, he's he's been a fan for a long time. So he's not going to just give up on it after a couple seasons. I don't think. I think he would give it at least three, at bare minimum. Yeah, bare minimum three, because two would be the second shortest Doctor, and well, third maybe. <laughs> well, uh, the seventh Doctor only had well the first Doctor. Now, the Seventh Doctor only had one season, and Eccleston only had one season. Right. Wait, I think the Seventh Doctor only had one season. It might have been... Never mind, I may, might be wrong about that. Seventh Doctor had three seasons. I was wrong about that. So, this may be the last episode of the season, but it is not the last episode of the podcast. That's right. In the next three weeks before Christmas... Smaller on the Outside will be featuring three special podcast episodes where we talk about TV in general. We've spoken about this, you know, in the past, and we'll talk about it right now again. Three episodes are just talking about our favorite shows in general, or our least favorite. Or just television in general. Yeah. One episode will be talking about the best shows of all time. Another episode will be talking about the best new fall shows of 2015. And the next one after that, we're going to be talking about 
the shows that we don't watch at all that maybe you like, but we're, we just don't want to watch at all. Or maybe that we did start watching religiously and just stopped out of nowhere. And why? Uh, but I'm not entirely sure. Because what, it sucked. No. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what order of these episodes would be great, uh, good first. Maybe we'll flip a coin or something. Oh, snap. So I thought I thought the order that you just listed them was the order that we were planning to do them because that's I only have the first one <laughs> figured out right now. <laughs> so over the next week, Andy, um, <laughs> you will need to figure out your list on each three of these things because we're going to... Make gonna... sure you post, post another uh, thing in the, uh, in the discussion board. Huh? Post another update to uh, remind oh. us. Because right. Tim probably needs reminding, too. Have your lists ready. One, two, Tim and three. Um, have them all ready. Um, because we're going to flip a coin on the next episode and figure out which one we're talking about. Okay. Sounds good? Good. And after those three episodes, we'll have the Christmas special, and then the week after that, we'll have Sherlock. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean... I know Sherlock's not Doctor Who, and it's, it'll still be part of the Doctor Who season of the podcast. It's all weird, but trust me, it works out. Okay? Okay. Um, um, did did you... You said the Christmas special is going to be pl- playing in theaters, right? Yep. And uh, now, we, now we found out that the Sherlock special is also going to be playing in theaters. There is. Did you look up to see if uh, the the Christmas special is going to be in in my area? I didn't want to look it up because I don't know. It the title. probably will be. I believe they are both Fathom events. And but I want to know if it's going to be on Christmas or before or after. I don't know. You're gonna have to look that up because it doesn't matter to me because I don't get Fathom events. Yes, but you know the title and I don't. <laughs> The title is spoilery, but if you know the spoiler already, like most of the world does, it's not spoilery. Um, actually, you might be able to search Doctor Who Christmas um, <coughs> on Fathom. It might just be called uh, a Christmas special <coughs> online. Because it was hard for me to find that title. Okay. I really had to go deep searching, so... I'm sure they'll change it eventually, but I think it's just pretty much a Christmas special on Fathom events and stuff like that. So look forward to that, and look okay. forward to our next three episodes, our next three special episodes. Um, they will be extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can catch us on Stitcher, Podomatic, oh, Okay, now it does have iTunes. the title on Fandango. I see it now. <laughs> Congratulations. That is, uh, that's maybe potentially more spoilery than than I was thinking you were meaning. So That's not really spoilery. Uh, could be. Uh, we'll talk about it, I guess, in like four weeks. Ooh, it says hour, hour and a half. December 28th and 29th. Nope. Oh, okay. So you're going to watch it on TV first. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I probably won't go to the theater then. Alright, so, like I was saying, you can catch us on Stitcher, WordPress, Podomatic, and iTunes, where you can leave us a comment and follow us and do all sorts of things like that, and we'll be looking out, we'll look for your comments, and we will respond to your 
non-existent comments. <laughs> ah, same thing with Sherlock too. A week later. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, I'll catch you guys next week. My name is Dave. I was the Time Lord this evening, and with me as always is Andy, who was the companion. Catch you next week. Peace out. Peace out.